that again. Second time is the charm in three, two. It actually has to finish playing before I can play it again now. Through the magic of editing. Oh, my laptop is hot. Well, where'd she start? That's what she said. Brought to you by some guys on the internet. This is getting tabled. With your hosts, Jason the Bruce. You guy! George the Yang. I hope you're all entertained by my ineptitude. Jason, a.k.a. Major Socks. We've been doing this and talking about various stuff. One of the stuff. Now sit back, relax, and get tabled. Hello, future people, and welcome to episode 83 of Getting Tabled with your host, The Bruce. Hello, folks. Welcome to another fortnight. How's everybody going? And, and then he's going to forget to in, in, introduce Major Socks. I know. Well, I was going to, but then you didn't go in the direction I wanted. <laughs> it's okay. It's only Socks. It's not like it's somebody that matters. <laughs> just, just the Major Foot Warmer down here. Colonel Foot Warmer. Oh, yeah, whatever. That works. <laughs> <laughs> the main man, as I keep on calling you recently. You're right. And we yep. got George up there who's sweating in Wyoming no man's land. I, I, I know people will He will seems say, to think that it's hot. Yeah, he thinks. He's wrong, but he thinks that it's hot. For here, it is. For the rest of the world, it is not. But for here, yes, it is. Yes, but you know that it's not hot because you have been in other places. Yes, I know, but it's, it's still, that doesn't stop it from feeling hot. <laughs> um, Welcome again. Um, In the show notes, we're going to throw in a couple of responses and rebuttals uh that you can read at your leisure of uh involving the whole uh uh was it secret uh uh whatever secret weapon the secret weapon hd bases kickstarter um sure about a month ago uh we reported on the story of them making accusations towards tt combat uh and tt combat's response uh both companies have continued to make responses since then um we have covered the story we don't feel that it's worth continuing to cover the story on endless endless rebuttals um because the story hasn't really changed um one company has provided more evidence and the other one continues to seemingly pick and choose parts of emails to try to spin a narrative in their direction um i will no longer be able to be unbiased on this because one of the two sources have been abusive in my direction. So we will just be offering the links and you can make your own opinions. I I was also going to comment on what you were saying there. That almost sounds like a lot of the actual media sources picking and choosing what they actually talk about to spin their narrative. That is where I got that spin from, (laughs) yeah. So, into the important stuff now. Newly received or noteworthy information, especially about recent or important events. Major Socks, would you like to get this started? Yeah, so as you guys know, I kickstarted Company Heroes 1st Edition, and the 2nd Edition has been out now for about uh, 11 days or so. It was funded in less than 20 minutes. Um, Granted, the pledge goal wasn't the very high um it this is really to bring out second edition and it's only been 18 months since first edition got out to backers and so it was in the middle of covid and so over in those over the course of those last 18 months uh, a lot of feedback has gone into the the, uh, the play style of it and so i'm excited i'm a i pledged in for the veteran backer which gives me pretty much everything that's needed to upgrade my stuff to version two but if you want to back at 
$49. Uh, you can get the two-sided maps. You can get some vehicles, uh, dice. Uh, if you want to pledge uh, $99, you get the core pat, core set and any stretch goals. And then $219 gives you the two-player set as well as two faction sets that you can choose from. Um, so I'm really looking forward to it. Deliveries next year. Um, Which is break. what you would expect for something of yep. this level, to be honest. Exactly. So, so let me ask you this there, Major. So since you have the original, you're essentially just getting like a few mo- few new models and an updated rule set, essentially, correct? So I will be getting um, a new terrain pack. So there's a third terrain pack that they're in the process of doing. Um, it has... As a community here on the Kickstarter, we're going to decide which um, it's even it's going to be a big, huge factory. You can actually scroll down, and I'll show you what's in the Train Pack Three. So it's either going to be a factory or a big, huge bunker. But it also comes with some uh, hedgerows and some bricks, brick walls and some stone walls that can be used as your light cover, heavy cover that's on the board itself. It, it uses red uh, lines and uh, yellow lines for different cover effects, but you can use these in, in place of that. Um, I will be getting the Lost Brigades set, which is a whole new system for that has new commanders as well as new models uh, as well. And then I will be getting the new solo co-op Fog of War set that has all five factions in it, and then it can has um, a little more uh, Fog of War play if you wanted to play uh, with an AI itself against another player and an AI um, so you have a little bit more fog of war capability than you had in first edition. So I'm looking forward to it. I also get the legacy map pack, which includes two new maps as well as revised maps of the original edition. So you can actually make larger maps um, on a um, in a little different place or setup. Um, they now have over 40 new scenarios as well, and that booklet will come with the upgrade stuff. Um, I'll probably add on to the stuff. Just because if I'm having more larger maps, I'm going to probably want another terrain pack one, which is where you get the buildings that you can use um, for the buildings itself, but then also the little flags uh, yeah. setups. So there'll be a few things I'll, I'll, I'll add on to. I'll probably add on two um, factions as well. That way I can play up to six players because I've got boys uh, and I've also got a little local player base that I'm sure would love to play. So I'd love to play a three on three or something like that. So I'll probably add a, a few more things other than just what I'm getting right now. Um, but so, so essentially 90% of what you already have will be usable for the second edition too. Yes, it will. See, so yeah, I kind of like that concept because like, okay, so you've yeah. made the, the huge like initial investment and as they continue to do this, your continued investment is just smaller versus like if I were to go do it now, I'd be like, oh, uh, yeah, I it, can it, buy groceries or. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the 219 pledge, which is for new backers, it's really not that bad. Uh, but you're absolutely right. If you want to get the train pack one, the train pack two, which gives you that huge cathedral that I showed you guys when that stuff first came out. Yeah, it's going to add quite a bit to your pledge on top of the 219 that you're, you possibly want. Um, so, yeah. I mean, that $219 pledge is huge. It's, not, it's, it's still a lot of stuff. Um, yeah, it, it is massive. Uh, and like the, the, the quality of the stuff that you've received is definitely very high. So yeah, I've, I've been impressed with, with their production models and stuff like that. So, 
Yeah, no, they're doing well. Will this version be coming to retail eventually, or are they still keeping it exclusive? I think they're keeping it exclusive right now. I'm not totally sure. I do. I did ask the question that if I didn't back stuff on here additionally, if there was a way that I could buy it through their sto- online store, and they said that they would have stuff left over from the pledge or extra stuff and whatever was extra, okay. like you could buy it through their web store. So I don't know how much stuff they're going to have extra. I know George was thinking about this when this first came out. Yeah. Um, so there might be a few stuff. They, they do have some. I'll, go, I'll pull up their website while we're looking at other stuff. And, uh, and some of the stuff with the stuff. Yeah, some of the other yeah. stuff. While we go over the, some of the other news, I'll look at the, what they have. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out, uh, George. Next on the list, uh, we get a new, uh, uh, from Games Workshop, we're getting a new Primark. Yeah, and no, and no, it's not a a Space Marine Primark. It's not Lionel. It's not Layman. No, we're getting Angron though. Um, yeah, this is th- this came very much left of field. I mean, there was rumors that World Eaters were getting their own codex, but I don't really think anybody was expecting Angron to be back in a actual bloodthirster. Well, let's see. First of all, we got Magnus the Red, right? Yep. And and somewhere 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 in there we got, you know, Robo Gilliman, right? And then we got uh uh Mortarian, right? Yep. So there's three right there. So Chaos got two, uh Imperium got one, and everyone's like, Well they're gonna try to balance and we're gonna see an Imperium one. Nope. Here's Angron. Angry yeah. Angron. <laughs> Very. I, I I do love the fact that he's still wearing like a corrupted version of his original armor. Um, it looks like the, the, this model itself. When I first saw it, my initial reaction was like, "Oh, there's too much there." But now, I the more I look at this, the more I like it. Honestly, and I'm notoriously not a chaos person. Like I really grew, I really grew tired of all of the chaos releases there for a while. But I think yeah. they've really hit this one out of the park. Like this looks incredible. So I, I'm not going to disagree. I do think this is a great looking model. However, um, was it the last five years? How many bloodthirsters have we seen? You know, like different uh, types of blood. Somebody put a picture together, and it's either five or six. I don't remember. Right. Uh, it, it's a ridiculous amount. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it's like I understand how cool the bloodthirster is. I mean, back in third edition when I got in, the bloodthirster was flipping cool. He's still. You couldn't really have Angron as anything else, though. I mean, he would have to be a bloodthirster. Yeah, no, you're you're absolutely you know correct. I mean, look at uh Magnus, right? You know, he looks like one of the other you know big chaos demon bird thingies. Mm. So, um, so here here's the next question then: Are Selenesh going to get their uh Primark uh, demon prince before Imperium's going to get another Primark? <laughs> Bruce, your dolphin died. Please stand by. What about now? Hey! That's better. You, you went all crazy and your face didn't move and it's like, yeah. There was no problem on my end at all. All I did <laughs> and reconnect. That's just Discord being Discord, I guess. Yeah. Okay. At what point did I start disconnecting? I, I asked the question, um, are Slanesh going to get their uh, demon Primark before Imperium gets another Primark? Okay. Uh, at this, I kind of hope not, but at this point, I wouldn't really be surprised. Um, Same. But there is definitely some places to bring people back, um, like Lionel being the big one. But I really don't know if that's... I think Lionel, if he comes back, is going to be the last one that they do. Just because it, there's a lot of unanswered questions about Lionel that I really don't think they want to answer, uh, and they would have to in order to bring him back. Yeah. Um, so... 
uh, this was about four years ago when I was like really hyped and I was building my Space Wolves. I was doing a lot of digging on the internet, mm. and then the Space Wolves got their codex, and then there was actual, and everyone lost their crap about this, but there was an actual little absurd in the codex where Bjorn, you know, the fancy dreadnought, had been summoned because he's the only living Space Wolf to stand next to Layman Russ, and they yeah. were wanting him to come interpret something because everything was aligning that he predicted and he, that he said he would return with. So, yep. um, and, um, then, and then there was some inside stuff where this guy's like, oh yeah, they've already got stuff like this sculpted. Uh, I yep. should have said that. <laughs> um, I think the other thing that's probably worth noting on this, for many, 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 many editions now, Chaos players have been seething with further and further frustration. And I really do feel like that patience has paid off at this point. And then some. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's nice that somebody else has been getting some attention that's not Space Marines. Uh, but I'm going to say the same thing that I did with the Eldar release. It's time that some of this focus started going to everybody else. I'm not saying that they can't release stuff for Chaos and Space Marines. They need to start doing it more evenly. Otherwise, their sales will never actually reflect the interest of the player base. Don't get me wrong, Space Marines are popular, Chaos is popular. I'm not saying that they're not. But the reason that the other factions don't sell as well is because they never get anything. Yep. Um, and it's beyond time that that started to change. There is some significant things that they could do in pretty much everybody. Uh, as much as I really hate the faction, Grey Knights would be among them. A lot of those models are getting on now. Um, but hey... You've got a whole faction in the crew of models in your lore and a huge player base that would love to see some crew stuff. Um, and there's, you don't really need to touch the rest of the tower. Um, I mean, there's lots of Eldar stuff that they should be touching. Like, so much of that range is, is fine cast. But that's kind of what I'm hoping. Um, I'm not expecting that we'll see most of this this year, but I'm hoping that as next year starts rolling around, we start seeing a little bit more focus on everybody that's not the main two factions. Oh, hey, hey there we go. Um, did we talk about these guys right here? Sorry, I'm going to add something real quick uh, to go along with Games Workshop. All right. Uh, Through the power of editing, I guess. Through the power of editing. I think we have. They look familiar. Yeah, I think we have, but that's all right. Did we talk about these? Okay, never mind then. Yes, I... no, we, we spoke about this. Okay, all right. Oh, wait, on. actually, no. No, we haven't. No. No, okay. Yeah, so this is the uh, the new uh, teaser for the squats, and these little guys are... Well, they don't look little for, you know, as far as the squat range is going to be concerned. Yeah. But they, they look chunky. They look like, you know, what a dwarf would look like in power armor. Like full I power. am starting to have a concern with this line. Everything yeah. is starting to feel... Everything is starting to feel the same. You're not uh, wrong. Which was the problem with the original squats. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, I love the look of these, but some of these heads are identical to the previous ones. The Mohawk guy, or the Mohawk person, that head is almost identical to one, it's just a different hairstyle that we yeah. saw last time. No, you're you're not wrong, and you know, personally, I, you know, I don't like doing heads if all possible, so if I can do a helmet, yeah. I'm doing the helmet, you know, flat out. Um, but I, I do get what you're saying. I mean, these do have a very, you know, uh, Terminator power armor, you know, kind of feel to them. Just like the normal infantry squats have that very towel look where they're wearing the jumpsuit with armor panels. I can't help but rest the camera on the one scarified face that looks like 
Worf from Star Trek Next Generation? Yeah. No, no, Goldcott. It's it's Cardassian. Worf was the okay. center of the forehead. The Cardassians were the sides of the. Fo- and now we know which one of us is the Trekkie. <laughs> um, I don't know. It just seems really. I mean, I like the fact that there's a different head there, uh, especially after what I just said. But mm-hmm. the scarification seems very random and out of place. I don't think that's what it's supposed to be, but it's what it looks like. Like it looks like he's in the process of being corrupted or something. I don't know. I, I, I'm guessing that there'll be some law that'll tell us what this is about. It just seems very random. And mind you, too, they may only have five heads designed right now. <laughs> well, th- that is, a, yeah, that's what I was kind of pushing at. Yeah. <laughs> I'm well, still no, I mean, very, very keen to see where this goes. Um, yeah. I'm kind of hoping that the next teaser will be something other than infantry at this point, because I think they need to show something that's not the same as everything else. I mean, this power armor looks identical. It's just a different color and there's different decorations on it. Otherwise, it looks the same to me. Yeah. The pauldrons are slightly different, but not enough that it stands out. Yep. No, you're not wrong. I'm... You know, I have shoulder cannons. I like the shoulder cannon. Right. Yeah, that is kind of cool. Um, I I'm very interested to see what a a tank would look like. Well, there's plenty of designs from the original books that they can draw on. So yeah, it was, right. I just remembered that. So on. No, to... no, no. That, that that's good. All right, we are moving on to Infinity News. So this is five days old at the time of recording. We don't know what's inside the box. Well, no, we do know what's inside the box. Operation Blackwind is the new battle pack that will be coming for Gen Con this year. And it's Hak Islam versus Aleph. Uh, Aleph is a faction that probably needed to get this more than anybody else. Hak Islam have a lot of models, but they don't have anything in Code 1 yet. Uh, so like the last few years, the new battle pack is bringing two of the factions that are not available for Code 1 yet. So for new players that want to play these, it's a new in. Um, so when I decided that I was going to try Infinity this year, I put together the old stuff that I used to have and grabbed the things that I was missing um, because a lot of what came in the pack last year was things that were essentially what I already owned. So I was like, well, I'm not buying that. Also, I had nobody to split it with. These packs generally tend to be very good value, though, uh, especially if you buy them during the actual Gen Con event because you get um, extra models and stuff. We have only seen the initial box at this stage. We don't know the exact contents. Um, I mean, we know that it's Aleph versus Hakuslam, but we don't know what the models are other than what we see there on the box. We've obviously got a, a larger mech there. Um, but yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what's inside of it, uh, and obviously what the extra boxes that release alongside it will be. Uh, there's usually like a, a pack of two models with an extra one in between, which is usually like a, a model that can either work for one or the other. Um, it'll be, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what this is. This is not the only new stuff that we have, though. We mentioned that there is War Crow last time. And they are actually starting to break down the actual factions on the Warcrow website. Uh, There's also a YouTube video that they continue to do on YouTube, funnily enough, uh, called Whispers of something. I will look that up and come back to it. But we are breaking down the, I'm going to say, Cyanan Society, um, which is very, very much elves. Um... This is a fantasy game, so you would expect that there's going to be elves, and but they're doing their own version, and it's their own world. I quite like this main art piece. I'm, I really hope this does turn out to be a miniature. 
like Sainan society. Sainan, yeah, I could see that. The, the guy's cloak that looks like it's like an actual living cloak. I love this design. It looks really good. It's active camouflage. Yeah. 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 And, and his hair almost looks like branches. Some, yep. some, some of his hair looks like branches of the of a tree or something like that. So I do yeah. like the look of it. They, they've done really well. It it feels it, it can't it feels D and D to me, but without being like it, it leans more in that direction than the uh, Lord of the Rings direction, which I feel is an important thing because you don't want if you're going to compare with Lord of the Rings, you're not going to win. So, yeah, I, I like what's coming out of this. We still don't know a lot, but I, I like what I'm seeing for this so far. Two characters. You can Two click characters. On, yep. yep. And that top one, that Derek Wilding, Oh, it looks just like that photo. Oh, this is gorgeous. And you, cl- you click on the actual figurine, and it'll take you to a 3D scope that you can spin it yep. around. It's on screen right now. Uh, they've done really well there. That looks yeah. amazing. I mean, look, I'm not surprised it's amazing. Corvus Belli are fairly well known for the way that they do their sculpts. I'm just, I'm excited to see them do something that's not the same aesthetic. Um, because, and I don't mean any disrespect, we've all seen the Infinity as- aesthetic and it works, but I, I want to see something else. Uh, oh, the marked looks really nice too. Where did you, where did you click on? Top left hand oh. corner, characters. Yep. Oh, oh, okay. All the Nyra, way at the top. Nyra Cal- Caladrin looks, her model looks, her little miniature looks pretty cool. The wizard with her staff and the, the she still has that flowing cape with the leaves yeah. and stuff like that on the underside. But then just her uh, magic coming out of that staff. That but magic I, I coming out of that staff is going to be your, your um, that's going to be very breakable. But it yeah. does look good. We have seen the, the dwarf before. Uh, that was the first one they showed off when we first talked about this. Um... The Kiplik is really different. Mm-hmm. It feels very Cthulhu-esque. Uh, it's, it's very Elder Gods-ish. Um, of these, I don't know what's my favourite. I think it might actually be the Wildling. Yeah, I think it still is. I mean, just this pose that he has. and Oh, and, and you'll uh... notice there's only one of them that's standing on a hero rock. There's only one that has a tactical rock, which is the wizard. Yeah. No, the Kiplik's on uh, tactical rocks. Is it? Yeah, oh, okay. I stand corrected. Yeah. I stand corrected. The wildling sitting. He has on two tactical rocks. The wildling standing up on a branch that's coming up out of the base. Yeah. Yep. Cool. So I'm gonna have to say the marked is my favorite. I do like the marked as well. Marked yeah. Is, yeah. It's a very um, Norse uh, 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 horror look to it. It, ve- it feels very. It feels very Dutch. Um, like the, it's definitely from that side of the world. I would feel. Um, there's a wrestler. Um, called Malachi Black that draws from that sort of lore and reminds me of his look quite a lot. Yeah, I like what I'm seeing from this. I mean, we still we, we still have a lot to see, but yeah, they, they're drawing this out slowly and it's really working for me. All right, we're going to move across to GCT and we have the next wave of stuff coming out, a couple of which we have seen before because Ben and I actually got to preview a couple of these. So this first guy with a giant trump- trumpet is tuning, because get it, he's, he's got a trumpet, so he's tuning. Uh, this guy is going to be a huge game changer for the Bakimono. Um, he basically can get rid of fear and everything and inspires his troops. It's something that's going to become a must-take, we kind of felt at the time. Uh, if you move across, you can see the original artwork that we had been previewed at the time. 
as well as the actual cards. But we won't be going into those today. We also finally have the model for Kukio, which is the other one that we got to preview. Uh, so this, this lady has an Arquebus. That's the giant cannon thing that's being held behind her there. And she has signal flags that she can place down so she can actually aim better. Um, this this character could essentially help you create a gun line with these characters, which is something that I really like the idea of. Um, if I was to build a if I was to build a list for the Ryu, that's probably the way that I would want to go because nobody else is doing it yet, obviously. Um, I really like the next one. The Moon Lion is amazing. Like seriously, I love this thing. It looks awesome. Um, and if I was to buy this, I would probably paint it to look as close to the art as I could get, because it just looks awesome. Uh, this is for the ninja faction, um, and it's not a ninja. They have something that's not a ninja. Well, they have something else that's not a ninja. Uh, and then we have another one for the monks. So this is for the Temple of Rokan. And so this is a water, this is a waterbender, uh, like quite literally. Especially if you go onto the next image, you get to see all of the water flowing around them. It's pretty obvious what it is, though. And then finally, is it finally? No, there's two more. Um, this is another one that we'd seen previews for. We'd seen the artwork, um, but that's all that we'd seen. Uh, this guy is Taiho, and he basically runs around with a giant cannon from a pirate ship because I want to say Edgelord. But, I mean, he has a giant cannon that he's going to shoot people with on his shoulder. How is that not cool? And now, finally, we have somebody from the Syndicate. Uh, this is Fuku, a word that I need to say very carefully. Uh, and he's got, like, a deck of cards that's turning into a dragon, I think is what's going on there. Personally, he's very much Gambit, yeah. That's a, that's a good call. Um... Personally, my favourite model-wise is Nico, the the, the Moonline. Uh, but I don't think... I mean, I don't think there's really a weakest among these, honestly. I don't know. The, the weakest for me might be the Monk, maybe. Just because it's just another Monk. But that's got more to do with my preferences rather than... Because the model is still amazing. Uh, I don't know if you guys have any preferences out of those six. Uh, I'm going to... It's a toss-up for me with uh, uh, Kokio and uh, Mia. Mia is the... Yep. Waterbender. Yeah. Yep, Mina. Oh, Mina? Oh, that is an A. What about you, Socks? Any preferences? I'm leaning towards Mina as well. I kind of liked it. Mina? Yep. Yep. When... Well, from what... Because that, that's the weakest for me. But when that is the weakest, you've got a pretty strong lineup. I, I suspect yeah. this wave is going to sell very well. Um, though, just for the record, Jason, I don't need more reasons to want to buy ninjas. Can you please stop making me want to buy ninjas? Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> ninjas have no honor or disgraceful. That's why they cover their face. Sure. That doesn't really help me not buy ninjas either, though. That's best <laughs> I could do. Sorry. All right. Moving on. We touched on this a few months ago. I did reshare the interview that we did with Matthew. Um... Last week? I don't remember when I reshared it. Yeah, um, last week Drop I want Bears. to say. Drop Bears is finally on Kickstarter. We've known that this was coming for a while. It was originally slated to be March, and it got pushed back a couple of times. Two so weeks drop, ago. Two weeks ago? Video, yeah, two weeks ago you released the interview. re-released. Well, re yeah. So, Platypus Industries is somebody we did an interview with six months ago. Um, I don't remember how we came across him. I think Michelle came across this, the, the artwork for... 
dropped bears and suggested that I reach out. And I did. And we did an interview and he was really nice. Um, this Drop Bears is a survival board game. So you're going through the Australian bush. Drop Bears is a totally real creature. It's definitely a real thing. Uh, they jump out of trees and eat tourists. Um, the but only tourists. Uh, chupacabras and uh, yetis. Yep. Um, so yeah, your campers that are trying to escape the Drop Bears and trying to survive. There's a few different... This is very much board game. So you've got wooden meeples this one does have miniatures the drop bears are really gorgeous miniatures hey i have some over there because i got a couple of previews of some 3d printed prototypes uh this week we also got shown off bruce which is just a coincidence just for the record um <laughs> no he he had that name he had that name picked before we were speaking uh i don't remember if we spoke about bruce as a character during the interview or if it was after the interview offline. Uh, but we do talk about him at one point, about how, oh, um, it's a, there's going to be a bigger drop bear called Bruce. Uh, and so that's the big one that you continue to see coming across. I think one of my favourite things, and this is really silly, the tile storage tree just works so much for me because, I mean, it's a tree, but it puts your tiles in it. I mean, it's silly, but I, I kind of like that. I like it when, like, terrain actually fits into a game like frostpunk's like central core is the dice tower yeah uh, and then there yeah, we we got old bruce miniature uh there's been a an unlock recently which is a garbo so a garbage man uh there is other un stretch goals that will be coming that are other types of cryptids from australia i don't know what they are he wouldn't let me know i did make a couple of guesses um, so I had a guess that there might be a Yowie, which is another fairly notorious one. Uh, I can tell you that there are no hoop snakes unless he's done something with the hoop snake afterwards. Um, so quick question. Um, was there ever talk about upgrading the camper tokens to full on miniatures? No, no, no. They are staying as meeples. Okay. Because this is, this is supposed to be a board game, like first right, and foremost. Yeah. So yeah. Well, I mean, there's um, lots of board games that are just, you know, packed full of miniatures. I mean, I've got a whole pile yeah. of them behind me, so. This is also how he keeps it affordable as well, though, because that would just add yeah. lots of cost. Yeah, because at first I was just like, it's it's a cool concept and everything, but then I got to look at it, it's like, it's, you know, it's this much, and it's like, oh, wait, that's in Australian dollars. Yeah. Oh, that's dirt cheap for me. Yep. So the game itself is $79. That includes everything that you've seen so far. Uh, there are a couple of add-ons here that you can add on if you wanted to. Um, I probably will be doing that for a couple of things. I like the deluxe tokens, uh, but for me, it's probably more I have to have the old Bruce expansion um, because how could I not? Uh, and I'll probably be grabbing the game mat as well. Yeah, I, I'm probably going to all-in this uh, when, when I get the chance to um, because, yeah, uh, was it the core game is 55 for me. Yeah, old, the old Bruce expansion is only thirty three. The dice tray is ten, which, mm, but like yeah. all the others, like I think an all in on this, like it's going to be like less than one hundred and fifty for me. Yeah, and, and, and I I know that I kind of try to push this semi frequently, but you're also supporting a really small creator, which is throwing money at someone that's not one of the big guys means a little bit more to me as well. I know it doesn't feel that way for everybody, but for me, like if I'm supporting a small business. 
and still getting a decent deal, I'll do that over a big chain store any day. That's how I felt about uh, Company Heroes. It's a very yeah. small company out of Utah. Um, so, and speaking of going back to the Company Heroes, uh, they have sets that you can buy on the UK store and the Australian store. You can buy the four player. Oh, nice. Uh, bundle pack. Still, they have 19 on the uh, Australian store and 37 on the UK store. Unfortunately, they're just sold out in the US store, uh, yep. George. Well, so you'll have to back the Kickstarter. So yeah, I like this. I actually do own his previous game because I purchased that. I purchased it myself after the interview, um, which is Ratcatcher. Uh, and like the quality of the materials and everything in the box are really, really high. Like It's really nice, good, thick card stock. Um, the meeples are like as you would expect. It's the the wood meeples that you always see. Um, so there's nothing <laughs> walnut or anything, but it's it's the usual wood that you would usually say. Here, here's the other uh, thing I'm going to point out that I, I find kind of odd too, right? Because I mean, yeah. this guy's literally just down the road from you, right? Yes. Shipping to the U.S. is cheaper than shipping to Australia. Well, yes, but it's not being produced <laughs> in Australia. It's only being designed in Australia. I know, but I I just I had to laugh at that. So <laughs> yeah. But even still, I mean, that shipping's still really reasonable for Australia, even. Well, yes, it, it's just it's just one of those things with the world the way it is at the moment. That is more than I paid for shipping on on Ratcatcher, but it's it's just the way that things are right now. Yeah. All right, moving on. I just wanted to touch on the touch on this real quick. Yeah. This is a, an update for uh, Masters of the Universe, which you and I have both backed. Yes. And if you go through the the train on this. Right, so it's just all the grays and stuff like that. But if you keep have going you, down, have you sent me a link to what you're talking about? It's it's, it's on the run sheet now. Run sheet. Thank you. Sorry, yeah, it's on the run sheet, Bruce. <laughs> if you scroll down towards the bottom of the of the uh, the update, you start getting into the the actual colored plastic. I do like what what they've done with this terrain set. Like they completely redesigned this, but and I feel that that was a very smart decision. But it looks really nice. Uh, I'm still getting down to the plastic sample. Ooh. Right? Uh, choosing the one on the right was the correct decision. But um, I, actually going. Quite, I actually quite like that. That works really, really well. Oh, the pond is nice. Yeah, right. no, they've made some good decisions with their plastic colors here. But but with the fact that like the leaves are a different color, the the, the yeah. you know the, the, the trunks are you know an actual brown. Like, I, I know there's some people who are just like, they're still going to have the urge to paint that. But literally, you could easily paint this and not need to, and, and like you could easily play this and not need to paint it. Yeah. Like they've done really well. Like uh, you dip it in some quick shade from Army Painter, you yeah. know, whip it off, and you know, boom, it's done. I, that is some of the best, like out of the out box terrain I've seen on anything, and mm. it's just for a board game essentially. Yeah, very much so. So I, I saw that on the update. I thought we should we should hit that real quick because that's that's something impressive in my opinion. Yeah, no, they've done really well. Uh, and look, I don't throw compliments towards Simon very often because of how I feel about certain things. But they, no, they've done really well on this. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what the final thing looks like and whether it's on time. I have doubts as to whether this will be on time. So uh, and that's, I'm not throwing shade there. Like there's been some significant things I've had to change, and I think that's going to end up having to add time on. I don't see how it can't. So so the the last couple I've done, uh, no more than six months. Yeah, which the state of the world and everything that's pretty good in my opinion yeah like i'm not like i said i'm not throwing shade like i am expecting that there will have to be time added at, at this considering point considering that another one i'm still waiting on is now 374 days past due not that you're bitter or about that or anything all right i'm gonna move on yes. battle tech 
Now, the Battle the BattleTech game has been around for a very long time. I've never played um, it, but um, the new version of this, from what I understand, is essentially just a rejigged version of the original. Uh, apparently, they didn't really need to change much. The thing I like about this new beginner box, and this is one of three beginner boxes they seem to have now, um, but this new one that's coming out is literally a $20 box. It's it's literally, it's just a teaser for the game. It's all it is. You've got two mechs that come inside of it. Obviously, one's going to be fighting against the other. It's just enough to give you a flavour of how the game actually plays. Um, I think this is really clever, honestly. Um, what, what, what everything's was... fully assembled, which isn't always a good thing, but that is the way that this game comes, fully assembled. Yeah. Uh, item three on the contents really caught my attention. The die-cut mech tokens? No. Eight wet erase record sheets. Oh, we're looking at different things. Never mind. Oh, I, I'm looking oh, at the Oh, that link. is clever. Yeah. No, I, I was reading the back of the box. Never mind. Oh, oh, oh sorry. No, I'm on the actual, like, yeah. Um, the, the, the pages are a wet erase, you know, page. Like, it's designed yeah. to be very reusable, so... Yeah, which is not something a lot of companies do very often. No, because I actually played this probably been ten years ago, twelve years ago now almost. Um, and the original stuff was paper, and so now having yeah. this web face is is like George said, very reusable. Instead of having to print out another sheet of paper, you mm. can just wipe off and get ready to play the next game. Yeah. This is one of those, like, this is a game that is difficult to get your hands on in certain areas. The UK specifically, from what I understand, is really hard to get your hands on. Uh, hopefully this is something that's been produced in high numbers, because I suspect there's going to be a lot of demand for it. Um, because with Christmas coming, if you want to buy a game for your kids, like, this is a really easy in. Like, seriously. I mean, I know that it's only two minis, but... For a teaser, it's mm -hmm. probably the better way to go. Uh, from what I understand, Battletech, if you were to get into it, is not the smallest of buy-ins. No. Like, you do have to end up buying quite a lot of minis, apparently. Uh, again, I haven't played this, but from what I... I do have friends that play this and really love it. Um, the fact that I don't know what I would do if I was to buy in probably is the thing that saves me from this at this point. Because I have, I mean, I do, I am familiar with Mech Warrior as a franchise, but I have no idea what I would really do because I've not really read the book, so I don't really know what faction I would go for or anything like that. That helps. <laughs> All right. And then finally, I wanted to have a look at some Traders Galaxy stuff. So next month, we will be getting, wait, is it next month? No, I think it might be September, sorry. Uh, the Overlords will be returning. So all of what we're going to be seeing here are new sculpts. Uh, they've all been redesigned, which is what he's done with most of... Oh, that link's not working. Oh, I'll have to look at them individually then. Don't go into the box set. So I'm going to start with Korg. Uh, sorry, Gorg, rather, who is just... I love the look of this mini. Uh, it's very, very alien. I mean, it feels very Krang to me from um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles which I doubt is accidental, but I really do like it. There's a couple of different versions there as well. So there's Gorg and Krog, and there's also Overlord 2. So this kit can build a couple of different things, which is cool. Uh, the way that this army plays is these guys have bred all of the shark and croc guys, and these guys sit back and just tell them what to do, basically, which works. I'm just going through them one at a time and just showing them off. I really like the way that these look. 
Um, I was very curious when it was being talked about the redesign as to which direction he was going to go, because I know that he was looking in a couple of different directions, one of which was um, that, that there was... Because the, the originals look very much like um, characters from the original animated Transformers movie. But this is very much more his own thing, which is obviously a better idea. Uh, more I really like, just because that... <laughs> It's just a nasty-looking creature. Um, I was curious whether he'd end up going in a direction more of like a Street Sharks type thing because that would have really caught my attention. Uh, but I really like this stuff. I think Anthony's yeah, done really well here. It, 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 look, it looks very interesting. Uh, I just looked at the Maw guy and, like, that mouth is weird. Yeah. <laughs> it is based on something in real life. Uh, what, a lamprey? Yeah. Well, that's what it reminds me of. I don't know if that's what Anthony designed it after, but it's what. There's no way it can't be designed after a lamprey. I don't know. I like the fact that I like the fact that they're not just all sharks. I mean, there is a lot of sharks here, mm -hmm. but I like the fact that there's different things. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see the full-on thing. So my understanding is that the kaiju attack is everything, uh, and then there's a smaller box. So that's going to be your mega deal for the pre-order and then everything else is your regular stuff so if you want to go all in it's 250 for everything otherwise you can start with your starter set which is the one right down the bottom the gorks gladiators and then you would probably need to buy one of the um you'd need to buy one of the overlords to help control everything but the other thing with this that anthony has done recently is you can now download the rules for the game for free um, so if you want to read ahead and actually get an idea of how the game plays and stuff, you can actually do that without having to buy in now, which is definitely a, definitely a bonus. Um, obviously a risk for a small creator, but definitely a bonus. And I think he's, I think he's done really well here. I really like this stuff. Um, uh, I, I think, I think making your rules available, uh, only, uh, is only a, a better move because then it allows like someone to actually go through and read and realize that, no, I do want to get into this. Yeah. Versus like, here's something shiny on the shelf. What is it? How does it work? I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And just a little tease of what else they've been doing on that Facebook link. If you go across, you'll see some of their 28 mil stuff. Remember how we were talking about how G.I. Joe versus Cobra would make for a good game? That's essentially what Rise of Democracy is going to end up being. It's not just those two armies, though. And it's definitely his own thing. It's not a copy. Uh, but... Rise of Democracy is his 28 mil game, and that's the direction that one's going to be going. All right, shall we discuss an indie? Well, uh, hang on, don't we have one more thing? We have uh, one of our uh, Patreon. Oh, sorry. Yes, yes, no, yes, yes, yes. Hobby, a uh, follow-up from a story from last episode we were talking yeah. about, which which you'll notice somebody asked again pretty much the very day, day after. Yeah. Um, the United States do actually have sales, do actually have stores that are selling TT Combat stuff. Um, we well, touched on three of them last episode. Uh, we missed this one and I did apologize to the guy for it because he actually is someone that has been part of our drop, our, um, discord community for a while. Um, Valhalla hobbies is a store in the U S that also carries TT combat stuff. Nice guy, actually. Uh, Valhalla hobby.com. Yep. He's actually in a similar area to one of our Patreon members, which is how we got connected with him. 
Um, like this is not sponsored. This is not nothing. It's we're literally just letting people know because otherwise people don't know. People yeah. seem to have this idea that you still can't get stuff in the US, which was genuinely true at one point, but it's it's not true anymore. Yeah, like you can't actually get this stuff. That we have four stores that, that we're aware of. There may be others mm. out there, but four that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. There should be at least one other because there's one in the Chicago area somewhere as well. One of those was in the Chicago area. No, that uh, might have been the one. One there. of the ones that we covered last time was in the Urbana, Illinois, just south of Chicago. Okay. Yep. So, cool. A few things here worth keeping an eye an eye on, but obviously it's the TT Combat stuff that we were showing off. All right, shall we cover it, Indy? Indy definition: independent type, slang word, jargon. Ah, I want that one. All right. V&V Miniatures. So, I actually came across these last night, randomly, uh, because they recently announced some 40mm gladiators that look absolutely incredible. Um, they're 40mm, so I, I don't know how you're going to use Well, I'm sure you could find a game to use them in, but they feel very much like something straight out of the Gladiator movie. Like, very much so. Really nice-looking minis, though. Uh, but then I'm looking at this website and I was like, oh, these guys have heaps of stuff. Now, I'm just sticking with the 40 mil stuff for the moment because it's what I was looking at mostly last night. Uh, and I'm just going to kind of browse through. The ancient Egypt stuff kind of feels like it comes straight off the walls of the temples, mm -hmm. uh, but obviously it's in 3D. Uh, I think the the heavy infantry, infantryman especially really stands out to me. I mean, the Pharaoh is cool, but... The heavy infantryman really stands out to me. Yeah, um, so if you go to horse figures and under the forty mil horse figures, they got a couple of chariots, and some of these chariots they got an Egyptian chariot and a Celtic chariot, and they look pretty cool. Where are you? Uh, forty mil horse oh, figures. Oh, chariots! You said horses, and it's like sorry, there's no chariots, Egyptians sorry. here. My bad, chariots. Oh, that Egyptian chariot's amazing. Oh, the Celtic one's not bad either. The Celtic one looks good too, but I like that Egyptian one because it's very iconic of the of the guy narrow on the back yeah no i really i really like that that's that's brilliant just, just that and 40 mil would be huge oh yeah big time um ancient china really? also <laughs> yeah oh yeah the chinese artillery is very limited at this stage that seems to be the only one that they've got uh but it is the the iconic <laughs> fireworks display thing uh, they have knights because everybody has to have knights. It's the law of miniatures. You're not allowed to have a miniature company without making knights, it seems. Um, also, they're kind of an easy thing to do. The Romans have like, a There's a lot of really good... They've got a lot of really good Ooh. stuff here. American Conquest? Yeah, it's Aztecs. I already looked at oh, that. Oh, okay. It's like Aztecs comes east the doors, that kind of time period. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All the Aztecs look great. Yeah, they do look pretty cool. I think the Aztec warlord might be my favorite there. I do like the the Eagle Warrior, but I think it's the Aztec Warlord that is my favorite. Are you kidding? The Jaguar Warrior looks pretty dope, too. Yep, yep. Um, now, obviously, I've only been looking at the 40 mil stuff just because, well, it's, it's where I started. There is also 54 mil stuff if you're the sort of person that wants to torment yourself with painting detail. Like, if you really don't like yourself and you really want to go into that, <laughs> I'm being... A smart ass, obviously. Uh, the Sumerian warrior really, really looks nice. 
Uh, This is a much more limited range, obviously. Being 54 mil is really only a very specific type of person that would be painting these, and it's usually because of the challenge uh, and they're wanting to push themselves. Um, This is something that's definitely outside of my scope. I'm not saying I couldn't do it, but it's, it's... I don't tend to paint a lot of stuff just for the sake of painting stuff. I talk about doing it, and then I buy stuff, and they sit on the shelf, and I never do it. Otherwise, there is obviously a lot of 28mm stuff as well. Um, I'm not going to go through all of it, but we've got 100 Years War, Armies of Islam, Carthage, Crusades, Irish, Norman. Like, there's a lot of stuff here. Uh, the Byzantine, or Byzantium. Byzantine. Is, so it's, uh... yes, yes, I know. That's why I said it that way. But they write Byzantium on the thing. Oh, <laughs> um some of these like, look this great. All looks really yeah. really nice yeah these are all these are all traditional miniatures too so was it, i went into the uh celts on the 40 was it yep. Celts? no yeah no it sorry anglo-saxons i went to the anglo-saxons and then down there is a earl the yeah. earl looks great oh that is incredible yes i agree that's a fan that's fantastic uh, so in the roman empire they've got an onager as well as a artillery the small little ballista Oh, that, that onager looks all right. Yeah. And then we have the um, the same gladiators as before. Yeah, but it's just with the Roman Empire. So it, uh, it's not fancy or dynamic, but look at the signifier. Signifier, signifier. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's that's really nice with that standard. Yeah. Yeah, that's, no, that, what, that's, that's what I was commenting. Get a picture of the back of him as well. Like, that cloak is really nice. Um, last the, other is, thing I, the other thing I'm noticing about these is the price of them. Yeah, they're very yeah, cheap. They're not bad. They are beyond reasonable. Four euro for a forty mil figure. Yeah, this how, is how much? Very, how, very affordable. How much is a Games Workshop? You know, hero hero size twenty eight mil figure, like thirty five forty. Yeah. Uh, Under Viking, the Berserker is really good. It just screams Vikings. Uh-huh. Uh. With his small amount of chest hair, like I swear this guy's wearing a wolf pelt on his chest. So there we go. That's VNV miniatures. Uh, they are based in Europe. Uh, I didn't actually look to see where in Europe. Somewhere where they use Ukraine. Euro. So they're in, they're in the Ukraine, which is something that you'd need to be aware of uh, given current situations. But VNV miniatures have some outstanding looking stuff. Just absolutely yeah, incredible. They also sell miniatures and horses, apparently, like just random horses. Like seriously, go to figure accessories and go to horses. There's just like there's like thirty there's different nineteen horses different horses here. Oh, nineteen, <laughs> just nineteen. So if you need some extra twenty-eight mil horses and you're sick of painting the same ones all the time, this is a really good. Pl- I, I didn't ever see them until now. Well, some that's of a are, really good thing. Some of them are in full barding. Some are in half barding. Some are that's not a bad in, thing. Um, uh, what's the word? Um, the the just the cloth that shows the crest and stuff like. So much just saddles. Yeah. The one with the saddles down the bottom, uh, that, that first horse is actually possibly my favorite. That was the first one I opened just by chance. That screams Black Beauty to me. So so here's something interesting. Oh, yeah. no, I guess not. Ne- I guess not. Never mind. I looked at it a little closer. And I, I was just looking like, why, why would a European company have a horse with a Western saddle on it? But it's it's not. I, I was I was mistaken. Aren't all horse aren't all horse saddles the same? No. Okay. No, the uh, the saddles you find here in America are are very specific to America only, and like very very rarely out of uh, 
other parts of the world. The the most common ones are the English saddle, which is just something you sit on. Yeah. I think the Western saddle you, you you'll, you're probably familiar with it just because of all the cattle work and uh that goes on in Australia. Yeah, probably. I don't know. I just I'm not really a horse person. I just assumed that all saddles were essentially the same design. Well, bar flair, obviously. All right. Barding. You said barding earlier. I did. We discuss some hobby. Dream, blue, crying, paint. What have you been up to, George? I got these in the mail. What are these? Oh, those. Ah, yes. Somebody was talking about that last night, and about how grateful he is. They're still in the box, though, George. Come on. Yep. Chop chop. This this one's just gonna sit around. This one's going to make its way to uh, Australia with a colonel, so... Yeah. Add some dice. Speaking of dice, you still haven't shipped me my dice and... No, I haven't. I haven't... Yeah, so... <laughs> they're, they're right here in the drawer. I don't leave... I don't leave the house anymore. It's hard for me I to do things. Know. Send Casey on an errand. Jeez, come on. She doesn't leave the house either. <laughs> the hobos? You just got to remember, George has all of the excuses in the world. That's why I don't so. totally have to harass him to do things all the time. Um, That's true. Oh, um, I, I did open up my uh, my wet palettes today. I'm not yeah. surprised by results. I'm, I'm going to let it go a little longer because, well, I don't think it's been a month yet. Actually, it's been close to a month. It would be close to it, yeah. Yeah, so I may have to finish clearing up the, the dust. Given that in the video, mine had been closed for at least two months and was still wet. Yeah, so... Um, Really, have, really haven't done much of anything. I, uh, I tried to put a shelf up today to put some of these on and realized that, no, the shelf brackets I got are... I'm not 100% um, confident in their ability to hold this. Fair enough. Fair enough. What about you, Socks? So, what have you been up to? So, as I showed last two weeks ago, I uh, got my Shadow Collective box. Uh, yeah. I put together, if we come into focus, Darth Maul. Oh, nice. With his dark saber in the front and his lightsaber in the back. Uh, I put together Gar Saxon, who's one of the other commanders for the Shadow Collective faction. And then this morning, working on my list for the tournament that I'm have coming up at the end of the month, uh, I started working on my pikes. So I just got the armor to finish up and their weapons and then figure out what type of base I'm going to be putting all these guys because those guys can be used for all four of the other factions, but they also can be used for the Shadow Collective themselves. So I'm thinking about just basing them all together as Shadow Collective, but then not really worrying about them when I'm using in the other factions because I'll have mixed different base types. But oh well, everyone's yeah. going to run into that problem across Legion because unless they specifically don't play Shadow Collective and only build them for the factions that they have so 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 what you could do is you could uh do some uh magnets or some metal pins in the bottom of the feet and magnetize the bases and then you could swap them from base to base although True. given the size it, you wouldn't be able to do anything that strong and so you'd have to have a a safe way to transport and store them yeah no i'm but, not sure that, it would be worth all the hassle yeah i mean because I'd have to buy four more sets of bases and then base them all separately, drill all the holes or whatever, magnetize them more. You'd have to buy four more sets of bases? Yeah, because this, this faction, the pipes can go in all the other four factions. So so what? that's like, what, 30 bases for like... I'd be looking at about, yeah, about 30. That's, that's not a good excuse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. So I've got that small oh, well. pitch up. 
and then I've got another squad of paint up, and then uh, that whoops from our tournament will be ready to go. So that's what I've been working on, and we'll be working on. Nice. Bruce? Well, I've been working on some Marvel Crisis Protocol stuff. I built up She-Hulk, which was unboxed recently, and the miniature in person is, I think, even better than what we thought it was going to be when we looked at it last year. I also have Scarlet Witch, which is somebody that'll be on a video this week. Um, this is insanely flimsy, like this magic stuff. But and, no, but that's always fine. Is. That's fine. This is possibly, like, building this guy was probably the most difficult, just because when I was gluing him, I kind of had to glue him and hold him up in this direction, otherwise the gravity would just pull it back down. But the is end result is amazing. No, that's Quicksilver. Okay. Focus. Anyway. It doesn't want to focus. So, yeah, that's what I've been up to. Uh, I do have another video that I need to film this week, which is um, the Captain America, the Falcon Captain America, and Winter... No. Um, War Machine. Uh, and I received another couple of um, Infinity Boxes of people on bikes for a project that we're only talking about behind the scenes. Hint, hint, tease, tease for Patreon. But otherwise, I... <sighs> I've kind of been, most of my spare time has been going into the Twitch stuff lately, so. I did see Thor. Thor was amazing. I really enjoyed Thor. I finally watched uh, Multiverse of Madness. Nice. I enjoyed that one, too. Casey even enjoyed that one, too. All right. Shall we discuss some Drop Zone? Talk nerdy to me. All right. So, we are discussing some of the shut nanigans today. Because, uh, I guess we have to talk about them fine. Which <laughs> really not me shout nanigans because it's Drop Zone, not Drop Fleet. Well, true. But I wanted yeah, to I, have about the shout nanigans. I, I, I don't think the shout nanigans are as strong with the zone. Uh, no, they are because of all their gates. Being able to all right. them across the board a whole lot easier than flying them across with drop ships. But anyway. I'm going to start by talking about the Cayman Grav Tank. And it feels weird to me, and I don't know why it's taken me this long to realize this, but they're not named after jewels in this. It's worrying to me that it's taken me six months or longer to realize that, hey, these are not, <laughs> oh, excuse me, that these are not rocks. The, the um, drop fleet's not named after rocks either. Minerals, then. No, strippers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. I'll give you that. <laughs> All right. We have a Cayman Heavy Grav Tank. It's 115 points. They come in sizes of th 1 to 3. Uh, they take up 6 slots in your um, transport. They can move 6 inches. Uh, active countermeasures E plus 2 and P P5 plus. So that's energy plus 2, I assume? Evasion. Evasion plus 2. Evasion. So the enemy's lock is going to go up by 2 with yep. the evasion. And then they have a 5 plus shield save. Uh, armor of 12, damage of 4, it's a skimmer type, there's nothing special about it. Gauss Triad, there's no moving fire. Uh, it's Arcus front, side and rear. It's got an infinite full range and 36 inches counted. It's got 3 shots, accuracy of 2+, plus and an energy of 10, and Devastator 2 vehicle, so this is really good against other vehicles. Uh, we've also got 2 laser pods, one on the left, one on the right. Uh, they've got no moving fire. Uh, it's still infinite, but this time it's infinite range in both full and counted. Uh, they have one shot each and three plus accuracy and the energy is seven. Destroyer six plus. 
Uh, you have an optional heavy wa uh, microwave canner. So if you really want to, if you really want to make a meal really quickly, this will be the one that you want to use. Uh, Moving fire, there's nothing. Front side and rear, uh, range full is 18 inches, counted as 18 inches. It's got six shots, accuracy three plus, and it's got an energy of 10. It's special is cover body soft. So you're not going to be getting that cover basically. Yeah, R so rumor, has it, rumor has it that microwave cannon can actually heat the in middle of a hot pocket. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I have, a, I have a couple of these, and I really like them. Um, I have them built as a Gosk triad, but if you want to kill infantry in, in buildings while they're trying to take the objective, bring the microwave cannon, because they will just cook the, cook, as Bruce said, and George alluded to the hot pocket, they'll just cook yeah. the infantry inside the building real real quick. I, I, I've learned with the Shaltari, if it says microwave on it, it's a great weapon, because uh, the, the Shaltari frigates with their microwave raid that would just rip through anything... And that was like the first thing that got nerfed for the Sheltari. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Next up, we have the uh, the crocodile tank. Um, it has a move of six inches. It, all of its stats are pretty much the same. Uh, a E plus two P five target lock goes up by two if you're shooting at it. it has the the shield countermeasure of five plus armor twelve damage four type skimmer nothing special about it. But it has a high power particle cannon. Has a move and fire of zero. Has an arc of front side rear. It's infinite range. One shot. Hits on two up with an energy of 14. Alt 1, Devastator 2. Vehicle, Devastator 4, Scenery. Uh, and then there's a low power version of it, so you got high and low. Um, no move and fire, front side rear. Uh, infinite range regardless. One shot, accuracy of two up, energy of 10. Alt 1, Devastator 2, Scenery. So... Um, I would, I would just, uh, fire that in high power all the time and just, like, blow, blow stuff up. Well, yeah. Unless you've yeah. moved, in which case you wouldn't be able to. Correct. And that's where that low power cannon is, is if you've moved six inches in order to get to another, your next target, then you have that low power cannon. But once you get into that, that spot, as George yeah. alluded to, use that, that high power one and just, either whether it's scenery, getting a, a, a better devastator value against buildings and stuff like that, or just taking out vehicles with that energy of 14, that's one of the high highest uh if not the highest I've, I've it's been a while since i've done all the stats for the energy but i know this, this high power uh particle cannon is one of the highest energy weapons out there in the game i was gonna say i think the particle cannon with the exception of like some of the the bigger bigger things out there yeah like i think the i think weapons yeah. now. no because shaltari doesn't have a behemoth yet it's true but i'm talking about the ucm and the phr ones they might have a higher just wait till the shaltari gets its behemoth i know right Two That's up, energy of 37. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Armor of 70. Yeah, that particle cannon is pretty nice because um, I have it on the Ocelot, and we'll talk about the Ocelot. Um, but the next one is the Leopard War Strider. 75 points for a squad of one of three. Again, six transport uh, for your gates. Uh, move of four inches. Armor or countermeasures is active as well as the P5 uh, plus. 14 armor, four damage. It's a walker. Um, it has twin dragon cannons, which has a no moving value, so you can move and still fire. Front and side, rear, or arc, 12-inch range for full and counter. 12 shots, 3-plus accuracy, energy 6. So it's an alt 1, cover body and soft with strafe 2. So again, you can shoot through buildings and, and just decimate infantry that are sitting in there, or you can strafe other units that are out on the ground too. Um, and then you can have a concentrated dragon beam, which has uh, a negated moving value, moving fire. So you can still move and fire with this. Uh, Arcus front, 
12 inch full and counter, six shots, three plus accuracy, six energy. Um, but with this one, it has the same special rules as the Twin Dragons, except for instead of having strafe, you now have focus too. So for every shot, two shots, you negate, you increase your, you can increase your energy, which is pretty nice. Uh, and then you have a thermal lance weapon, uh, no moving fire, front side rear arc, nine inch range full encounter, two shots, two plus accuracy, and uh, energy of twelve. So a little bit of defense in terms of the shooting against vehicles, but if you want to concentrate against infantry, either the concentrated or the twin dragon cannons will do the trick for you. That twin dragon cannon is just... I I, I know the energy values and the armor values are, are significantly different, but holy cow, that's a lot of shots at, well, a, shots. Low, at, a, at a three up accuracy. That's rough. Yeah, you'll be seeing a lot um, of infantry dying. For those that end up going on the TT Combat website, it's probably worth noting that the Leopard is listed under the same as the Dream Snare because uh, the kit builds one or the other. Yes. And I believe that's the same with the Panther and the Ocelot. I think the Ocelot has the Panther components, if I remember correctly. Cool. That would make sense given the look of the models. Um, all right, I am going to have a look at the Panther then, which looks amazing, quite frankly. Uh, 125 points, squad size 1 to 3, still takes up 6. Um, okay, so we have mover 4 inches, active countermeasures, P5+, plus, 14 armor, damage of 4, and it's a walker type. This has a high power AA particle triad, so we've seen these before. Uh, move and fire, 0 inches, front, side and rear. Uh, folk, uh, the full range and countered range is both infinite. We have one shot, accuracy of three plus, energy of 11, and this is another one of our alt weapons. So the first one is, uh, anti-air zero, devastator two vehicle and devastator four scenery. And the low powered version is pretty much the same, except you, you, there's no thing in the move and fire you now get three shots of three plus and it's only energy eight. And this one is alt one, devastator two scenery, anti-air zero. So the more powerful one is also really good against uh, vehicles and even better against scenery. Um, this unit may not reaction fire. So it's not allowed to do a reaction fire. Uh, particle triad, both alt versions of this weapon ignore evasion and passive countermeasures. That's huge. Being able to ignore passive countermeasures is great. Mm-hmm. George, yeah, good it's sir. Like the, it's like the Shaltari have the same for their particle weapons being OP AF. Just a little. <clears throat> uh, um, next, we have the Ocelot Ordnance War Strider. It's yeah. the same chassis, move four, countermeasures are active, uh, P5+, plus, armor 14, damage four, it's a walker. This one has a high power particle cannon, which has a moving fire of zero, so you gotta stay still. Front side rear, both infinite range for the full and countermeasured, one shot, hits on two up. So you you could hit something, Bruce. Um, Sometimes. Yeah, with an energy of 13, Alt-1, Devastator 2, Vehicle, Devastator 4, Scenery, and then there's a low-power version of it where you can move and fire, front side, rear, infinite ranges, one-shot, 2+, plus energy of 10, Alt-1, Devastator 2, against Scenery. Um, holy cow, for a move and fire, that's still packing a lot of punch. Yeah, that and 10 hitting energy on a two is still up. good. Well, and hitting on a 2-up, too. I mean... Yeah, so, that's and it also still ignores the evasion and the passive countermeasures, which is nice. 
Yes, yeah. yeah. Oh, actually, I maybe it, uh, there may be an error on that because it's actually talking about the particle cannon that it doesn't have. No, it has. A, it no, is it's a, a particle cannon. It's a particle cannon. Oh, sorry, it is too. Never mind. I'm reading power instead of particle. Uh, so, yeah, this, you want to touch the Puma? Yep. So, the Puma Sonic War Strider is 115 points for a squad of one to three. Again, six uh, transport value. A move value of four. Armor countermeasures is active, as well as P5 uh, plus. Armor 14, four damage. It's a walker type as well. Has twin Gauss cannons. It's move has uh, a negated move and fire value, so you can still fire with both the weapons. Front side arc, uh, range infinite for full, 24-inch countered, one-shot, two-plus accuracy, energy of 10, with a strafe two ability. So even though you're shooting once, you can still target two, sh- two targets, um, one shot each. And then the Sonic Cannon is uh, negative move and fire. As I stated, you can move and fire with this one. Uh, front side rear, 36-inch full, 18-inch countered, one-shot, three-plus accuracy, eight energy, Devastator 4 against Scenery, so pretty good at taking out Scenery, but then the t- Twin Goss can uh, help out take out lighter tanks and stuff like that. Some heavier stuff if you roll high enough uh, on your energy damage rules, so pretty effective unit. Um, yeah, very much so. Like the, the the thing I like about Drop Zone is there there isn't really anything in any of the lists that's not worth looking at. Everything has a place on the table. It's a matter of picking the right things for the right battle. Um, and it's like, there's nothing in that heavy that's, well, I don't really see why you wouldn't take this. Um, it's a matter of picking what you want for the enemy and the way that you think they're going to play. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like the crocodile, but then every time we went into the next one, I really like the next one and then the next one and then the next, everything's really good in this. So, so the crocodile and the ocelot are pretty much the same. They're 115 points each. So that's yeah. not going to matter much. They take six the, transport. The, that's not the, there. There's a huge difference between the two socks there. there oh, I was getting to that. So in terms of points and transport value, that's the, that's the, not the, the difference. The difference is their armor and their, so in terms of their move points, uh, move distance. So the crocodile can move two inches more, but has only 12 armor versus the ocelot yep. that can move four inches, but has 14 armor. So, and the crocodile does one more damage on its weapon. True. So, uh, well, and I more guess the, range. Yeah. Well, the infant, the crocodile has that evasion plus two, so its accuracy to get shot at is going to go down by two. Um, so you have that for it. So I, I, I'd say if you're if you're looking for a big gun to take stuff out, I think the crocodile is the only way to go in in this heavy list. It's one more damage than the ocelot moves further. It's got that evasion as well as the countermeasure. Sure, its armor is a little weaker, but you got the two extra evasion. Yeah. It's hard. So. Um, I mean, it's it's almost virtually the same thing, except just that little bit better. Um, and right after that, I think the 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 Cayman t- uh, heavy heavy grab tank that just because it's got that microwave weapon that allows you to you know do stuff. Yeah. Um, I do find it interesting that there are two vehicles that are so very very close to each other. Uh, which is not to say I, I don't really feel that one is necessarily shooting the other out of the water, but it is weird that there's two vehicles that almost take the same spot. Almost. Well, so here's the thing, though, too, is, you know, line of sight is a huge thing in this game. Yes, and the and crocodile it, will have advantage there. Well, sure. it will have advantage and, dis- and disadvantage. The ocelot will stand above oh, stuff. So, yes. Yeah. yeah, good point. Yeah. 
Yeah, so the 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 crocodile and the Cayman tank, they're it's about a four inch long model, but it's yeah. it's about maybe three quarters in, or an inch in height. And I would say I want to say the ocelot is about yay big in diameter, but it's like yay tall. Yeah, depending on yeah. how you model the legs, yeah, it could sit up to two and a half inches tall. So, so I have one that's it's about two and a half inches tall. Yeah. Uh, so. And that's based, and I have my legs, you can see there in the in the photos, the leopard warstrider has their legs spread out a little bit more. Uh, mine would be in between the leopard and what the ocelot shows, where the, lep- the ocelot's just tucked right underneath it. Um, yeah. I have mine tucked out a little bit, but not as much as the leopard warstrider is. So more like the puma is kind of how yeah. I have mine modeled. That makes sense. So I- All right. Yeah, I, I, I think on the list, I think probably the you know if you're looking for a big heavy gun, I think the I think the crocodile heavy grav tank is probably the way to go though, just because it can take out buildings, it can take out well, it can take out just about anything, you know, at a, at a hundred fifteen points. About. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the only thing cheaper than that is on that list is uh, the leopard war strider, and that's not really designed to take out you know other heavies. It's designed to take out the smalls and. Yeah, but it's it not a bad slot. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's not. But you know, if you you know, if it's gonna take up a heavy slot, it should have a heavy gun, in my opinion. Yeah. Um. All right. Upcoming events. Tournaments, demos, conventions. You know that kind of stuff. All right, Socks, do you want to start on the first one? Yeah, so Luminous Gaming Open, uh, kind of our monthly recurring Star Wars Legion tournaments that we have at Critical Hit Games in St. Petersburg, Florida. The one for this month is on the 23rd. Um, right now, it's been booked full, but for those of you in the local area, um, look forward to next month. It's usually the second or third week of every month, so just put that on your calendars to just be mindful of that. Um, and we'll announce that pretty much every time here on out, because we're going to have Jordan from Luminous Gamings here on the 30th kind of do a recap of the tournament, but then also how to organize tournaments in your local areas, how to get prize support, that kind of stuff, so... Uh, look to that special episode here at the end of the month. So yeah, uh, we've also got Gen Con coming up from August the fourth to seventh. That's coming up insanely quickly at this point. Real quick. Um, how are we in the middle of July already? Crazy. Pax um, West is the, September. Yep. The, I was going to say the the Earth rotates on its axis every day, and then we rotate around the sun. So that's that, that's that's very helpful, George. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Pax West is in September second till fifth. The PAX West is the really long one. Uh, PAX Australia, I will be there uh, October 7th till 9th. Uh, I bought something to help with recording this fortnight. I still need to work on my choice of microphone for that event. Um, Three-day passes are sold out, so it's only the one-dayers that are left at this point. I mean, you can buy three one-days, but obviously it's more expensive that way. Uh, PAX Unplugged is coming at December 2nd till 4th. So, yeah, it's all looking really good. Uh, if you enjoy what we do, uh, then please consider backing us on Patreon, patreon.com slash gettingtabled. You get early access to almost every video that we do. There are occasional exceptions to that rule, but they are very occasional and always explained. Um, Facebook.com slash gettingtabled. It is our most active social media. It's where everything gets shared first. Uh, we do have a Twitter and an Instagram, which is at gettingtabled. We are using them. They're just not as active. Uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. It's where all of our videos get hosted. YouTube.com slash getting tabled. Really trying to push, really trying to get there. We've got content going out at least twice a week, so definitely worth giving us a follow there. 
Uh, the website itself is gettingtable.weebly.com. We probably need to talk about the website more, honestly. Uh, and otherwise, follow me on Twitch. I've been playing a lot of Star Citizen lately. Uh, otherwise, Sniper Elite 5 has been getting played. I kind of I kind of tr- try to change it up a little bit. I'm about due to do a hobby stream at some point soon, but I've been throwing my attention elsewhere for the moment. Thank you, gentlemen. And George? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For listening to Getting Table, music used in this podcast was created by Eric Mataris at soundimage.org.